What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down some Dynasty trade targets. I know we're in prime redraft season, but we can't forget about our Dynasty audience out there. So today we're going to cover five trade targets, five for those of you guys that are rebuilding teams and five for those of you guys that are contending teams. So whatever team situation you are in, you will find some trade targets in this video. So if you enjoy at any point, leave a like down below, comment any Dynasty trade questions down below, and hit that subscribe button if you are new around here. But with that being said, let's get right into it. Okay, we're going to start with the rebuilding teams. If you guys are contenders, just skip ahead in the timestamps if you want. The first option may seem very, very obvious to you, but I feel like I need to talk about this. As a rebuilding team, you guys probably know this already. Your number one source of building your team is through the draft, using draft picks, first round picks, second round picks, whatever. But the 2024 class is absolutely showing out so far in college football. So I need to direct your attention to those draft picks. So the number one trade target for those of you guys that are rebuilders right now is 2024 first round picks. I think the time to trade for 2023 picks has come and gone. We know the players, we know the positions, and if anything, I think this class might be even a little shallower than people initially expected. So far, only the running back position in 2023 seems to be deep. The wide receivers have been disappointing. The quarterbacks, aside from the big two, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, have been a little disappointing as well. And outside of Michael Mayer, we're not seeing a huge tight end prospect emerge. But in 2024, I feel great about all of the major positions. I think when you compare the high-end talent of 2023 to the high-end talent of 2024, it compares very favorably. But the difference between the two classes is it looks like 2024 will be a little bit deeper. So for starters, when we look at the high-end talent of this class, 2023, we have B. John Robinson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Sean Tucker. And I believe are the like blue-chip caliber prospects. In 2024, we have Caleb Williams, who will probably end up being the 101 in that class. Travion Henderson, running back from Ohio State. We have Braylon Allen, running back from Wisconsin. We also have Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, who's absolutely showing out. Those are like the guaranteed studs of the class, and they compare well to the 2023 studs that we know about. We also have this great depth emerging in this class at the wide receiver position specifically with Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, they also have Amika Abuka at uh, Ohio State. We have Hook'em Horns, Xavier Worthy. We have USC's Mario Williams. We have Clemson's Bo Collins, et cetera. And then also some depth at running back with Raheem Sanders from Arkansas, Clemson's Will Shipley. All that being said, the big discrepancy between the two classes is what I believe to be a, a big time talent discrepancy in quarterback. Because I think Caleb Williams is better than both CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, who goes to USC right now, if you guys are unaware of who Caleb Williams is. UNC's Drake May is playing well. Hook'em Horns, Quinn Ewers, now that he's back from injury, is also playing well from Texas. And then Jackson Dart of Ole Miss and a couple of other wild cards. Now, of course, not all of these guys that I've kind of listed off will work out, but their profiles on paper are starting to look eerily similar to previous great classes that we've seen, like 2020, 2021, and 2023. So why not re-roll some of your aging assets to load up on this potentially great class? If you guys have some of the guys listed here per Adico FF's trade calculator from Sleeper, these are from Real Money Leagues on Sleeper. We have Deontay Johnson going for 2024 first, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Raheem Mostert, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. If you guys have Joe Mixon or Dalvin Cook or Mike Evans or Aaron Rodgers or Mike Williams, whatever, you guys need to take a long, hard look in the mirror if you guys are either rebuilding now or you haven't decided whether or not you should rebuild or contend look at your team is it 
competitive? Is it one of the best teams in the league? And if it's not, then you look at your team and you say, okay, I have, you know, Mike Evans and Mike Williams and Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, all these guys that are competitive for me right now, but they're not going to help me in the future. So you can sell off some of those players for 2024 first round picks and set yourself up for a winning window come 2024. It's probably too late to buy on 2023 picks because most leagues, I would say even the, the less sharp leagues out there probably know that 2023 high first round picks are going to be valuable. So get ahead of the curve, get advantage by buying 2024 picks. The nice thing is that people will fire their 2024 first into the sun and assume they're going to be mid to late, especially if they're buying a, a contending piece, right? If somebody uh, wants to buy your Marquise Brown off of you, they'll be like, oh, I'll give you my 2024 first. It's going to be mid to late. It's not for two years anyway. But the problem that they don't understand is that a, a year and a half is a long time in the NFL. A lot can change with their fantasy teams. And that 2024 first that they sent you could end up being early to mid. And again, if you're rebuilding, you're not focused on the production that you're giving away. You're focused on the asset that you're acquiring in the 2024 first. So let's get into some players with all of these guys that I'm going to talk about. The first trade target, like I said, was 2024 first. I'm going to bring you guys four more players that you can actually go after. And the first concept that I want to hammer home about trading for rebuilding type of assets is that we have a luxury that contenders do not have. And that thing is time, right? We have the time for players to develop we have the time for players to come back from injury if they're banged up. We have the time to wait for that pesky veteran who's stealing touches away from them to move off in free agency. So all of these players are value accumulation type of guys that should be worth more later than they are right now. And that's why we want to be acquiring them. We don't necessarily even need to uh, think of them as going to be a part of our fantasy teams in the future. We just think that their value is going to be better in the future than it is currently. All of these players that I'm going to talk about are rookies, but there's tons of other guys that you could go after that are injured right now, like a Javante Williams or a, um, a Trey Lance or somebody like that, or even a Calvin Ridley who's suspended, just knowing that his value is going to be higher than it is right now. And we want to really be buying into young players in general. So that's why I'm going to talk mainly about rookies. And the first guy that I'm going to talk about is Jamison Williams. Obviously out of sight, out of mind right now, because he has not played coming off of the torn ACL that he suffered in the national championship last year. He's currently wide receiver 21 according to keep trade cut. And we're seeing how well this wide receiver class is showing out, right? Drake London's playing very well. Chris Olave is playing very well. Garrett Wilson and Jahan Dotson, George Pickens. All these guys are making plays. Jamison Williams was the number one receiver on many NFL teams draft boards. The Detroit Lions paid a premium to go up and get him. They traded uh, one of their first round picks later on in the draft. They traded with a division rival Minnesota Vikings team. They clearly think that he's going to be a big part of this offense. And before anybody says, I don't want Jamison Williams because there's too many mouths to feed there with Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, and TJ Hawkinson. And I don't think Jared Goff can support all those guys. In Dynasty, we buy talented players. We're not worried about situation, especially at wide receiver, because if we know that Jamison Williams is a good receiver, which I do think he will be uh, coming into the NFL, then we know that he'll eventually command targets. He'll eventually establish himself in that offense. And we have no idea what's going to happen with Jared Goff. We have no idea if he's going to be the quarterback there next season. What happens if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Lions next year? We really don't have any idea. Would you be interested in Jamison Williams if Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback? Of course, right? If, that, if the answer to that question is yes, then you shouldn't really care about his surrounding situation. He's out of sight, out of mind right now with the injury. Like I said, his dynasty value will absolutely catapult his way into the top 10 dynasty wide receivers the second he catches a bomb touchdown because the community was very high on him. He's a very electric, explosive player that I'm sure many people would love to get their hands on in dynasty. So make sure you guys can buy low on Jamison Williams right now, especially if you're a rebuilding team. Flip some of these current rookies for him one for one, right? 
If people are really into Jahan Dotson, as much as I like Jahan Dotson, flip him for Jamison Williams. If people are really into George Pickens, I'm telling you, JMO was a better prospect. Flip him into Jamison Williams. And you guys can see more trades. According to Adiko's trade um, database, we have Terry McLaurin being flipped for him. We have Jamal Williams being flipped for him. DJ Moore, Jahan Dotson, like I said, Amari Cooper, Rashad Bateman, Khalil Herbert, all these guys. I would much rather have Jamison Williams than those players because the ceiling range of outcomes for Jamison Williams' dynasty value just you know, a couple months from now, could be top five, top six dynasty wide receiver just based on a couple plays that we see from him. So the next two guys that I'm going to talk about, I kind of lump them together because they're both kind of value adds for those of you guys that are rebuilders. If you have a ton of second round picks or if you want to just go out and acquire some cheap guys that could pay off later, David Bell, wide receiver from the Cleveland Browns, who's wide receiver 68 per keep trade cut right now. And Wandell Robinson, wide receiver from the New York Giants, who's wide receiver 56 right now per keep trade cut. I think these are great value acquisitions that'll probably only cost you mid to late 2023 20, seconds or even potentially less than that. Because with David Bell and Robinson, you're buying for two reasons. Number one, both of these guys were good prospects on paper. They both had good production. And just because I haven't seen the production yet in the NFL doesn't mean it's hopeless and it won't come for the rest of their rookie seasons. For starters, Wondell Robinson hasn't played since week one, right? He was on the field in week one. He only ran like 13% of the snaps and only had one target. So he's just been off the field, out of sight, out of mind, similar to Jamison Williams. And David Bell is also just simply not getting the routes right now. He hasn't been outstanding when he's been on the field, which is why I think he'll be even cheaper than Wondell Robinson. But he's only managing to run 35% of the routes right now. And if we look back at last year's draft class, Amon Ross St. Brown was only out there for 59% of the routes in the first four games. Elijah Moore was only out there for 40% of the routes in the first four games. So for rookie wide receivers, they usually need to earn those routes and then they can be on the field, be able to get open and then command targets. So for guys like uh, David Bell and Wondell Robinson, who weren't these first round caliber wide receivers that are thrust immediately into starting roles, fortunately for them, there's plenty of opportunity in their starting receiver cores to be able to earn targets, assuming they're the players that we thought they were coming out of college. And especially for Wondell Robinson, because they're starting nobodies, right? Kenny Galladay can't stay healthy. Kadarius Tony seems like he's fallen out of favor with the team. They're starting Richie James and all these random David Sills out there. If Wondell Robinson's the prospect we think he can be, he can definitely carve out a huge target share. And same goes for David Bell, because the other appeal with him is that Deshaun Watson will be coming back in week 13. We don't know which targets he's going to favor. And if David Bell starts to get better as the season goes along, command more routes, it could align perfectly with when Deshaun Watson's coming back and he could close out his rookie season the way that Amon Ross St. Brown closed out his rookie season last year. And suddenly you got a guy that vaults himself into the top 30 dynasty wide receivers who you got for a third round pick or something. So you also got to think too about how the market will react if any of these guys start playing very well. Because if they do, which is a risk and a gamble that you have to take, then they're suddenly going to catapult their ways up because they're young receivers and they always do. So both of these guys are low risk, solid reward type of options. You guys can see a number of trades, what you can get for these guys. David Bell was acquired for, you know, David Bell in a, a second actually was acquired for Khalil Shakir, Geno Smith, Adam Thielen, Chase Claypool types, uh, Rashad Pennies and Cordero Patterson's and Miles Sanders. I would rather take the shot, the upside swing on a young wide receiver attached to Deshaun Watson. Same goes for Wondell Robinson, right? You trade away, uh, Chase Edmonds for Wondell Robinson right now, a third and a fourth for Wondell Robinson, Deion Jackson in a fourth, Devin Duvernay uh, to get Wondell in a two. Like you can definitely get some of these moves done right now because these guys are so out of sight, so out of mind that people forget what their prospect profiles were, uh, were and we don't know what they're going to be towards the end of the season as they get more routes under their belt. The next trade target is actually a quarterback in Malik Willis, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, currently quarterback 23, according to Keep Trade Cut. Now, the quarterback position is one of the most untouchable positions in fantasy football, especially in super flex leagues, because if you have a young Konami code quarterback, 
And if you don't believe me, go out and try and trade for Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts right now. People hold on to those guys, especially if they're rebuilding or if they're contending, because they know that these guys are going to go for an arm and a leg on the trade market. And they're very, very valuable from an actual fantasy points perspective. So third round draft capital is not ideal for Malik Willis, right? A lot of us thought, oh, maybe this guy will be the 102 consensus because he's going to go in the first round of the Pittsburgh Steelers, whatever the case is. But the reason I love Malik Willis for rebuilders right now is because just like all these other players, he's out of sight, out of mind, right? He had a big time, um, you know, bullet train worth of hype throughout the entire offseason, but now we're seeing Ryan Tannehill play a little bit better. Malik Willis hasn't really gotten a lot of time to see the field. So Malik Willis could be had right now for a little bit less than what you would have had to pay for him in the preseason. Ryan Tannehill's playing well, like I said, but the second he struggles, I believe the Titans will want to see what they have in Malik Willis or potentially in the offseason, they might want to move on from Ryan Tannehill. If Malik Willis gets an opportunity to start in the NFL, he's going to be extremely, extremely fantasy relevant, similar to the tune of what we were expecting out of Trey Lance coming into this year. So in his limited action, we saw that he can run and he can run a lot and he can run effectively. And that's all we really need to get excited about a fantasy quarterback. Even if he's not named the starter or anything, his value would spike a ton. Even if there was just Ryan Tannehill trade discussions or Ryan Tannehill gets cut and we don't know what's going to happen in the NFL draft. There's a ton of selling windows with Malik Willis. And I think right now, is a good time to buy him because the the high-end range of outcomes is that he's the next Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts is a top 12 dynasty asset right now, and he was a second-round quarterback that we didn't expect to get a lot of starting opportunity because he was behind Carson Wentz. Things change quickly in the NFL. It sounds like Ryan Tannehill is not long for Tennessee, and I think Malik Willis has a chance, even just after this season, to instantly vault himself into the top 15 dynasty quarterbacks, if not higher, if he were named the starter. And you can get him right now for Carson Wentz, for Geno Smith, for Bailey Zappi, for... Uh, Cordero Patterson for guys that are not high-end dynasty assets. So moving on to the final guy that I think you guys should be going to acquire if you are rebuilding is Trey McBride, tight end from the Arizona Cardinals. He was a second round pick in this past year's NFL draft. He's currently the tight end 15, according to Keep Trade Cut. And tight ends take time to develop, right? We always talk about face planners and guys not producing as rookies, but with the tight end position, we see it all the time. We see third and fourth year tight ends come out of nowhere after doing nothing for most of their careers and produce from a fantasy perspective, especially when you're not getting the routes like Trey McBride isn't because he's playing behind a veteran in Zach Ertz. Second round draft capital for a productive college tight end from a small school is definitely the type of long-term asset that I'm willing to invest in on the cheap. Zach Ertz is aging right now, but once he's out of the picture, we have a bull case being that Trey McBride is the next Pat Fryermuth level tight end prospect, except he plays with Kyler Murray rather than the stupid quarterbacks that we have in Pittsburgh. So if he's sitting on a contender's roster right now, or even just on a middling team's roster, send away a Gerald Everett, send away an Adam Thielen, send away somebody like that for a shot at a young tight end like this, because Trey McBride, if he shows anything down the stretch, let's say Zach Ertz gets injured, he can vault himself up to where Pat Fryermuth was coming into the season, or if we just get Zachert's cut after the year or whatever, that hype alone will propel his dynasty value forward. And like I said, you don't need him, right? You're a rebuilding team. You're not looking for fantasy production right now. And like I said, you can get him for cheap. You can get him for Tyler Higby, who's performing at a high level right now. You can get him for Jamal Williams. You can get him for Jalen Warren in a third. You can get Trey McBride in a two for Darren Waller. And especially if you guys are tearing it down and trying to build up a, a long-term future type of team, I think that's a great move because Darren Waller might be on your team. He's underperforming right now, and he might be the reason or part of the reason that you're trying to rebuild because he's not performing for your contending roster. So that is the end of the rebuilding section of this video. If you guys are contenders, this is where you are at right now. So for contending rosters, Trade targets are very difficult, right? Because you don't want to sell the farm. You don't want to sell your future for of championship because fantasy football is a game of chance, right? Just because you have a very good team 
doesn't mean that you will win the title with this one move. So we want to make calculated moves for these players, but also at the same time, not blow up our future and pull a Sonny Weaver Jr. from draft day and sell all of our draft picks for a couple players to try and contend. So for contending rosters, the best pieces that you can acquire will accomplish one of two goals or both of two goals. Number one, they give you production. And number two, they're not going to skyrocket down in value come January when the season's over. And let's say you come in second or you come in third and you don't win the championship. So as the college football season progresses, I'm starting to realize, like I said, that this 2023 draft class may be slightly lacking in depth. So the players that I'm going to talk about, most of the players I'm going to talk about, I would be fine giving up a late 2023 first, assuming you have a top three team guaranteed and you have your own 2023 first to go out and make your roster better, to make your flex spot better, to give yourself some more wide receiver depth or whatever the case is. And the first guy that I think you should be doing that for is Chris Godwin, who's currently the wide receiver 22, according to Keep Trade Cut. Chris Godwin's value has mostly declined due to injury, right? He was coming off of an ACL tear coming into the year. But the nice thing is that you can get a wide receiver 20 or better type of production profile for the rest of the season from a redraft perspective with a guy who should stick around in the mid to late 20s from a dynasty perspective. So you're not sacrificing a ton to go out and get Chris Godwin. If you give up your late first for Chris Godwin and he performs like wide receiver 14 or 18 the rest of the season, come this time next year, he's not going to be completely useless for Dynasty because he's just 26 and a half years old right now. He'll be a 27-year-old receiver. He might have a new quarterback, but that's you know all well and good. He'll still be a great receiver going into his you know seventh season in the NFL. To me, he's the number one guy that I'd be targeting if I'm in need of like a flex position upgrade or more wide receiver depth, because I think he's a good balance of both of the things that I talked about. He's good production, and he's also not going to completely fall off a cliff from a value perspective. And right now, as you can see, keep trade cut uh, pegs his value about at a late 2023 first. So if you have your own first, very easy trade that you can make. Adiko's uh, sleeper trades also have some of these trades listed here. You can trade away Jahan Dotson and Nico Collins for him to a rebuilding team. That makes some sense for both sides. Rashad Bateman, that makes some sense for both sides. You can trade away, in some cases, potentially even just a second round pick or a second and a third for Chris Godwin. DJ Moore straight up, uh, Gabe Davis in a third. All these trades kind of make some sense to me. So definitely be going after Chris Godwin, especially if you're in need of some wide receiver depth. Number two we have for contending rosters is Dak Prescott, who is currently the quarterback 10 per keep trade cut. And in super flex leagues, I'm sure many of you guys are looking to make upgrades at quarterback. I know, for example, in one of my contending rosters, I'm starting like Justin Fields, Jameis Winston, and Ryan Tannehill. The rest of my team is great. But at quarterback, I'm looking to make an upgrade to get some more long-term stability, some elite quarterback play out of those guys. But it's very hard to find a discount on elite quarterbacks in Superflex Dynasty because all the very good options are young and they're going to be very good for a long time. Thankfully, Dak Prescott has this huge microscope under him because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys and it makes people distracted from how good of a quarterback and how good of a fantasy quarterback he actually is. Contenders, if you guys have a Zach Wilson as your QB3 or your QB2, Kenny Pickett or Tua Tungavailoa or Justin Fields or Mac Jones, somebody young that will appeal to a rebuilding team, see if you can transition a Kenny Pickett, for example, into Dak Prescott straight up. Or maybe you just have to add something small to get there. Send your young quarterback plus a 2023 second. Send your young quarterback plus a 2023 third and Wondell Moore. Like there's a number of trades that you can do to get yourself to Dak Prescott. And, and Dak Prescott's value is going to depend league to league. But I think you'll be able to get some of those trades done. Send over your 2023 first and send over your 2023 second. If you think both of those picks are going to be late and you should be easily able to get it done, get yourself a 
you know, not even 30 year old quarterback yet, who's going to be very good for the next five years. His value right now, according to keep trade cut is also around the late 2023 first, which is extremely affordable for a potentially elite quarterback who plays in a pass heavy offense who can run and who has good weapons. So definitely a very good price discount that you're getting on Dak Prescott right now. You guys can see some of the trades that were made for him. Brandon, Ayuk and Kenny Pickett's exactly what I was just talking about. You take your young quarterback, you add a small piece on top of it, Bailey Zappi and a 2023 first. Again, take your 2023 first and you add a small piece on top of it. Definitely, definitely makes some sense. Same goes for the CH and Geno Smith trade, Ryan Tannehill in a 2023 first trade. You guys get the point. So moving on to the third trade target of the video, which is Mike Williams, who is wide receiver 26 per keep trade cut. And Mike Williams is very similar to Chris Godwin because I don't think his value is going to change a ton coming into next year as opposed to what it is right now. And he's the perfect flex upgrade because we know what Mike Williams is at this point in time. For starters, he's going to be a high ceiling flex option for you and help you win some weeks. But at the same time, he's also not going to be a crazy um, fall off a cliff type of value because he signed a contract extension to stay with the Los Angeles Chargers. He'll probably be there at least for one more year. So if you have a two-year winning window, he's the perfect trade target to go after. He's a 28-year-old wide receiver attached to the right arm of Justin Herbert. Next year, he'll be a 29-year-old wide receiver attached to the right arm of Justin Herbert. He's not going to go up or down in value a ton. He's wide receiver 26 right now. If he continues to play the way he's playing, he'll probably be like wide receiver 31 in ADP next year in Dynasty Startup. So overall, you're not losing a ton of ADP. You're still getting that production. And if you've got a contending window, like I said, that's two years. He's the perfect type of two-year contending window for you. I would be okay sending a late 2023 first for Mike Williams in the third or Mike Williams in a small piece back. And if you get those two years of top 24 production, it was definitely worth it. And you can send away a guy like Jahan Dotson for Mike Williams. If you're a contending team, that makes a ton of sense. A guy like Chase Claypool and a two for Mike Williams also makes a ton of sense. Romeo Dobbs and a three, uh, two and a three overall. Uh, Rashad, ba- uh, Rashad Penny and Jeff Wilson. All these trades kind of make sense. Two twos also make some sense there. So Mike Williams, another guy that I'm definitely cool going after if you guys are in need of some wide receiver help, if you're in need of a flex upgrade, whatever the case is. So moving on to the only running back that I'm going to talk about in this contending spot, because it is very difficult to acquire contending running backs and not lose value just by nature of the position. But that guy that I see as a good balance between production and long-term appeal is Ramondre Stevenson, who right now is RB19 per keep trade cut. In general, like I said, buying running backs is tough without losing long-term value because of the fact that they're actually running backs, right? The solid ones that we get in fantasy have like a two to three year fantasy relevant window. And then the elite guys like the Nick Chubbs and the Dalvin Cooks usually are very fantasy relevant for like five to six years. But the reason I think Ramondre Stevenson is a great buy is because number one, Damian Harris is banged up right now, and you're probably going to get borderline RB1 value out of Ramondre Stevenson for your contending window for this year. And even once Damian Harris is back, I think you're getting high-end RB2 type of value out of Ramondre Stevenson. But the nice thing about Ramondre Stevenson is that Damian Harris is a free agent after this year. So Ramondre Stevenson will be a barely 25-year-old running back with two years remaining on his rookie deal, with Damian Harris probably moving on in free agency because they drafted Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris in the draft this past year. I think this is Ramondre's backfield going forward. He's got two more years on his rookie deal after this year. So he has some good long-term appeal as well, or at least some good short slash long-term appeal. So we got a solid production piece plus a guy that should appreciate in value at the very least too. Cause if you use him this year and um, he's pretty solid for, he's like a high end RB two on the season and you wanted to sell him because everybody's buying into the hype that Damian Harris is gone and Ramondre Stevenson vaults his way up into like a top 10 dynasty running back. You could also do that as well. So a lot of flexibility with Ramondre Stevenson, again, another guy that you can acquire probably for a late 2023 first to a rebuilder. And then also you can see some other trades here, two twos, uh, 2024, 
4-2. Terry McLaurin in a 2023-3. You can get him for, again, a 2023 first, two twos, a single two in some cases, or Mike Williams himself. So definitely another guy that I'm going out and acquiring if I am a contending team. And the final guy that I'm going out and acquiring if I'm a contending team is some tight end help. If you guys are in need of tight ends and you're a contending option and you have like a Cole Komet and you thought he was going to be just fine this year, there's a guy that I think is an awesome guy to go after right now. And it's actually Dak Prescott's teammate. So you can even go after the stack if you wanted to uh, with Dalton Schultz, who's the tight end 10 per keep trade cut. This was a guy that was uh, routinely a top six tight end in dynasty rankings uh, coming into the season. And his dynasty value has taken a steep fall in recent months, but not really due to any fault of his own, right? It's been his own injury issues that have kept him out of the lineup for the past couple of weeks. And also his quarterback, Dak Prescott, getting injured. So he hasn't really done anything wrong. He's just kind of been surpassed by some guys playing well. And the fact that he's not on the field playing right now has been a detriment to his fantasy value. At the time, in early on in the season, you would have had to pay like a late first in a tight end premium re- uh, league or like an early second in a regular league. But now his value is down to like a late 2023 second, which is definitely something that is very, very affordable for those of you guys that are contenders. Because if you have your own second round pick, it's probably going to be late. So you can just send that second round pick away for Dalton Schultz and some rebuilding teams might take that. So Dalton Schultz also has some long-term appeal. He's only 26 years old. He's playing on the franchise tag right now, but if he plays well for the rest of the season, he might stay in Dallas, sign a contract extension or whatever the case might be. And like I said, you can get him for relatively cheap right now. You can trade away Hayden Hurst in a third for him or Nico Collins in a fourth for him or just a 2023 second straight up or Romeo Dobbs to get Dalton Schultz in a fourth back or Rondell Moore straight up. There's a lot that you can get done using Uh, these players in trades and Dalton Schultz is a very easy tight end to go out and acquire if you're a contending roster. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this video. Hopefully you got some value from it. If you did appreciate you guys leaving a like down below, subscribing to the channel. If you got some value from it and you are new around here, comment down below any of your thoughts. Even if you have nothing to comment, really appreciate anything. Just comment the word, anything comment that you enjoyed the video, comment any feedback or suggestions for future videos. We really, really appreciate it. And if you want access to our dynasty rankings manifesto, which is absolutely loaded, right? It's got rookie rankings updated every month. It's got 2023 prospect rankings. We're going to have 2024 prospect rankings coming out pretty soon. Rookie pick trade values we have uh, attributed in the positional ranking. So if you're, you know, a Kyle Pitts manager, for example, and you're like, what should I sell Kyle Pitts for? We have you covered there. Top 200s for Superflex and one quarterback. We have bucketed rankings by age group. Everything you'll need as a dynasty player is in our dynasty rankings manifesto to dominate this season and to dominate in startup drafts this winter. You can access our dynasty rankings manifesto either via Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange, including tons of other benefits over there. Or if you're a new user on Underdog Fantasy, you can use the promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit. And as a thank you for using our promo code, you'll get access to our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto for the rest of the season. Uh, and you'll also get 100% deposit match when you use our promo code up to $100. So you can play some pickums and do some best ball resurrection drafts, which I believe are closing right now, but you can still do a ton of stuff over there. They're going to have playoff best ball coming out very soon once the NFL season gets in full swing. So uh, make sure to check all that kind of stuff out. Uh, links down below for Patreon and for Underdog Sign Up. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Why are you-